0: The views and opinions expressed on the following program are that of the host and their guests and do not necessarily reflect the views of C-Jam FM.
1: This is Dale Elad DeMor of the Spies and Guitar Army, and you're now listening to C-Jam 99.1 FM, now reaching higher ground in Windsor and Detroit.
0: You're listening to Wind City Sports on C-Jam 99.1 FM, now reaching higher ground in Windsor and Detroit. Yo, what's good everybody, you're listening to C-Jam Radio at 99.1 FM. We are now reaching higher ground in Windsor and Detroit. You're listening to Windsor's only local sport podcast with your host is Drake Damore. This is Wind City Sports. Wind City Sports is here on CGM every Thursday. New episodes at 8pm. Replays on Mondays at 12 p.m. And you can hear all of our old shows on soundcloud.com, uh, cgm.ca. We also have a Facebook and Twitter account. We talk all about that at the end of the show as we normally do. Today is August 24th, 2017. And this Sunday, the Windsor-Lancers football team kicks off the 2017 season. It's a 1 p.m. game at the Alumni Field here at the University of Windsor. They're going to be taking on the Waterloo Warriors. Uh, We'll be talking about the game a little bit later on, and actually be talking about the team in general uh, throughout the whole show. Our guest this week, that's right, we're back on track with a guest. Uh, We have Joe Damore returning to the the show. Uh, He did an interview with us last year around this time, just when uh, football was about to start up. And we're going to do another one today. He's going to join me on the phone, like I said. And uh, we're just going to kind of get caught up with some things that uh, have been going on in the offseason. We have a lot of new recruits in regards to coaching and staff and obviously some new players. We have a whole new recruiting class for 2017 and just kind of catch up uh, from where we left off last year. Last year, uh, we talked about his background a lot and we talked about his time in China. Uh, This go around, we're just going to be talking about the team and just uh, some general stuff. We also had heard from Evan Pashkhanik earlier in the year when he and a few other new coaches were recruited to the team. We're going to be talking about uh, the connection between them two and uh, all the coaching staff since Evan and uh, a lot of the others, Kennedy, uh, just to name one, have played for the, for the Lancers and actually uh, played under Joe. So it's going to be a cool dynamic to talk about that. And we're going to get into the interview very soon. Uh, following that, we're always going to be able to have some time to uh, break down some local news. We have a lot uh, more signings to the Windsor Express basketball team last week. We were talking about, I think, four or five uh, uh, signings in general in regards to new recruits and some returning players. But uh, this past week, we've had more pop up on on social media. So we're going to be just kind of running that down. Uh, We have some new recruits to the Windsor Spitfires as well in regards to trades and uh, new signings uh, through draft picks. A lot of Lancer sports are starting back up. We had basketball pick up last week, obviously football. So we're going to get into that stuff. Uh, later on in the show after our interview with the head coach of the Windsor Lancers football team, Joe Damore. First, I'm going to have to play a quick little PSA from Cjam that keeps us alive here to keep doing the things that we do, like, like Wind City Sports and like all of our music programs here on Cjam. So stay tuned, and we'll be right back.
1: Are you a new or returning student at the university? Looking for a creative outlet that incorporates music and fun? Why not volunteer at Cjam FM? volunteering isn't hard all you need are a pair of headphones and the enthusiasm to learn so grab some friends and email programcjam at gmail.com or come on down to the station we're located in the basement of the caw student center on the uwin campus and tune into cjam anytime on the u windsor app or online at www.cjam.ca
0: cool cool so first off thanks for joining me again uh we're just gonna kind of catch up so uh, let's get right into it. Um, like I said, you have a lot of new recruits in regards to coaches and and <clears throat> players. But let's get started with the coaches. I actually had uh, Evan Pashonik on the on the show earlier in the year when he first joined, and uh, it was kind of cool to talk about how him and Kennedy and Jordan, the other guys, uh, all played together and were under you. And now you guys are all coaching together. So just what does that mean to you?
1: Well, I think it's uh, you know it's a great thing, obviously, to just kind of inject some of the youth into our staff. Um, We got guys that, you know, kind of been around for the last seven years. And I think what's one thing was really good about is the fact that, like you mentioned, they did play under me. Uh, I am the offense coordinator now here, uh, something I kind of did early in my career, but uh, gave up over the last couple of years. So I took it back over and it was really important for me uh, offensively to surround myself with people that knew exactly what my expectations were. Obviously Coach Church, my offensive line coach, has been here from the day one and we have a great relationship. But able to bring guys like Austin Jordan and and Evan in here who played under me when I was an offensive coordinator, uh, you know, as them when they were players, they know exactly what you know my expectations are. Obviously, Austin and I, you know, spent almost eight years together. Uh, he kind of was like a coach on the field by his his fifth year here, and uh, just having them, it's very easy to bounce ideas off. They kind of you know are in my head a little bit as far as like what I want to call and what you know, in certain situations during the course of a game, they're kind of all on the same page. So it's really been real, uh, good. Um, they uh, they understand the system. You know, they played under it. They still remember most of it and things like that. So it's been really good, uh, you know, just these last two weeks, you know, working with them and, and even getting some of their, uh, you know, experience as a player uh, coming in go coach, you know, like this will be better. I know, you know, as a player, you know, I, it was easier to do this than what you're asking and, and it's easy for me to make those changes knowing you know who's who the you know the suggestions they're coming from and all that kind of stuff so it's been great.
0: yeah, it's really cool just the dynamic between uh, the four of you and pretty much everyone there uh, like we were just talking about um, but like you said, they know what to expect of you and and you know what they're thinking really right because you kind of seen them play and now they're kind of taking that uh, from the field and uh, turning the table and teaching the kids that right.
1: Yes, and, uh, you know, for these young kids, for them to learn from those guys, it's incredible. You know, you look at their careers, Austin, you know, all-time leading passer, you know, touchdown pass in OUA history, only a fourth player in history to, you know, throw for 1,000 yards, holds pretty much every passing record here at the University of Windsor. Jordan, all-time leading receiver in OUA history, holds every receiving record here. Evan, all-time leading touchdown, you know, uh, catches in School history and he's third all time in the OUA. Like you're just getting so much knowledge from guys that had such great careers, and and that's important. You know, uh, it means a lot to the players. They they're when they when Jordan tells them something, they know. You know what this guy's been through it. Oh, absolutely. He's had great success doing it, and it's a lot easier for a guy to listen to someone like Jordan than you know maybe someone that didn't play at a high level but's been just kind of book smart. You know, it's kind of learning the game through, you know, whether he was just coaching and stuff. To have a, you know, young player that's, you know, it's been out for three, four years now, so there's no, like, real personal relationship with the kids. Tough sometimes, like, when you just graduate, you're coaching kids that you were in the locker room playing with just a year ago. Sometimes that transition's a little tougher. But, Mm -hmm. you know, with Jordan and them, they graduated in 2012. You know, uh, Austin may be coaching a few guys that he's played with year but we're relatively young so it's been a good transition that way
0: Mm -hmm. that could be tough for both the coaches and the players so like you're talking about how uh jordan would tell a player something and they kind of realize like you know this guy's been through whatever you said there um not only did they go through like the same level but they actually went through like the same team right so like we like evans um i listened to his interview back so like his uh credentials are really fresh in my mind and he was talking about um, just a passion for the Lancers, right? So it's kind of kind of giving back, and, and I think the kids are going to see that too, right?
1: Oh, for sure. Like, these guys, I used to see them at practice. Their energy, you know, sometimes the us, like, you know, older guys, you know, we get after, we yell and stuff like that. You know, for these guys, like, they just bring a lot of energy. They're getting them excited. Austin's, you know, in the huddles, getting after guys and stuff like that, but it's it's a different type from maybe coming from me. You know, it's a yeah. youth kind of uh energy it's not really yelling it's more of just hyping guys up and uh he's done a you know a great job with the quarterback he's he's demanding that's one thing about austin you know as he was a player as well very demanding doesn't really take a lot of excuses and things like that but uh you know the guys have you know really you know learned a lot just in this short time from him and it's only going to get better as we move forward
0: it's really cool uh do you ever think that this would have happened? Did you ever uh, imagine that you'd be coaching with some of your old uh, players?
1: Well, you always hope that, you know, when their careers are done, that they uh, they they're want to give back. But uh, no, you know, Austin's one of those guys. He's got a thousand things going on in his life. You know, very successful, works in the U.S. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, coaches Essex Ravens football, is the head coach of the junior, you know, varsity team. He's got a bunch of other things going on. I, and I know he has some aspirations to, uh, you know, go to law school and maybe you know, be a lawyer down the road. So, no, I never thought he'd he'd really have the time, you know, to commit, but, you know, we talked in the off season, I mentioned about me taking over, um, having him, you know, have the title of co-OC where, you know, at practice he'll call plays and he'll be in the booth during games and really kind of be in my, you know, second set of eyes. And and one thing great about us, you know, knowing each other, you know, I, I trust him in the fact that, you know, being a head coach, I have a lot of responsibilities during the course of the game. And you know, if he sees something says, hey, we need to run this, I'm going to run it. And and that's kind of how we decided to go about it. But once, you know, like everything Austin does, he's all in. And, you know, he's been here from the get-go, took some time off work during training camp so he could be here every day. You know, Jordan's a teacher in the city, so, you know, he's got some free time now. And, and then Evan's in uh, teacher's college, so obviously he's going to be able to manage some time and, and be here. So it's pretty exciting for me, uh, like you said. I don't know if I ever thought you know maybe this early in their career that they'd be able to come here and and give back, but uh you know it's it's a great thing for our program and, and great thing for the kids you know here in the locker room I
0: mm-hmm. you never know what's gonna happen I just uh, wanted to touch upon that whole subject uh just like I said, I thought the dynamic was really cool uh so let's talk about the team this year a little bit let's talk about uh we've got some new recruits obviously, but how do you feel about the group in general?
1: Well, you know we're excited about it and uh obviously the last two years have been really tough you know I think uh I was a little lucky in my first four years. You were able to have some early success. Obviously, those three guys we just mentioned had a lot to do with it. But, uh, you know, we were able to get in the playoffs for four straight years, and I felt like we were, you know, on our way to kind of be in that program that's been, you know, a staple in the playoffs and things like that. But, you know, when you graduate players like Austin and that, it's really important to kind of replace them. And, And there's been some struggles here, you know, obviously some change in staff the tough part of not having full-time coaches is just the kind of a revolving door of the volunteers. Things come up, you know, uh, some of our young coaches start to grow families and things like that. And, and all of a sudden their commitment level, you know, can't be here. So we had to make some changes, but the last two years has been tough. Uh, we are really trying to find that stability at the quarterback position. You know, we were kind of all in a couple of years ago with one of the recruits that really didn't pan out last year. We knew, we are kind of just, uh, you know, holding forward. Obviously, Casey was a fifth-year guy. And then, uh, you know, Jalen, the American kid, we knew, you know, his time here wasn't going to be very long. And, you know, it was kind of like, let's just, you know, kind of build. It was important to get some young kids some reps. But this year we feel like we got some stability there. Sam uh, Gerard has been outstanding for us you know, since uh, spring camp. He sat in Richard last year. He had an outstanding spring camp. He's come in. We had to transfer Ben Bergman from Western really come in here and, you know, it was going to be a battle between those two. There was a, you know, a challenge because Ben had to sit, you know, the first three games of the season. So, you know, we didn't really know obviously Sam was going to be our starter no matter what happened. But, you know, one good thing about, you know, camp that Sam has won the job, you know, clear cut. Uh, He's been the better quarterback at camp. And, uh, you know, so it's been good for us knowing that we're going into the, you know, the first three games with, with our starting quarterback and not a guy, you know, that's the backup just because of some eligibility transfer issue. So we're pretty excited about that. You know, we went out to Mack uh, on Saturday. He performed really well. And, uh, you know, we're going to go as far as he plays. Obviously, that quarterback position is vital. And if you get good play there, you're going to have some success. But we're relatively young. We only graduate two fifth-year players next year. Uh, Brett Borsman and uh, Marcel Hugo are the only two graduating players. So we're pretty excited about that. Obviously, Matt Garrett returning is going to be a huge thing for our defense. Mm -hmm. Uh, We added a little bit of size on the defensive front, uh, which was important to us. And uh, we're pretty athletic in the secondary. Um, You know, Marvin Gaynor and uh, Marcus Kettner are going to be our tailbacks. We obviously lost uh, Terrence Crawford, who's one of the best players in the league, but we feel like those two guys bring a different dynamic than Terrence did. Uh, They're a little more explosive than Terrence. Uh, They catch the ball really well out of the backfield and, uh, our system's going to kind of tailor to that.
0: Awesome, and uh, it's kind of funny that you brought up Matt Gaer and uh, uh, Terrence Crawford actually, because I want to talk a little bit about how uh, Matt was going for the OUA cover vote, and he was very close. So I want to give him a little recognition. He actually, I thought that it was still going on, but it ended uh, last night, I believe. And yeah, uh, they, he lost by what two percent? It was like fifty-one to forty-nine. And yeah, he was so close. But uh, just talk about him a little bit, because you know his name just started popping up. I wasn't too familiar with him, but I want to give him some recognition because obviously uh, uh, he's been working hard for the many years that he's been there. And um, he was, like I said, so many people were voting for him. He had to have uh, had a big impact on the team.
1: Well, absolutely, he's one of our leaders on this team. And you know, he missed last season because of an ACL surgery. Okay. Uh, the year before that, he was an OUA All Star, first team OUA All Star at Sam linebacker. And you know, when we lost him last year in training camp. Um, it was tough for our defense. Uh we had to make some move some pieces around because he was such a vital player at the same position and uh we tried some different guys there and it really didn't work out. And for him to be back now uh it's just really energized our defense. He's flying around, he's in phenomenal shape, his knee is you know, one hundred percent. Obviously Dan Metcalf, uh who was an OUA rookie of the uh candidate, rookie of the year candidate last year, made the rookie team. Uh, and his only second year and he was third in the OUA in tackles last year. So he's a guy coming in. Now we got two outstanding players at linebacker and then Marcel Hugo, who's been a fifth year guy and a staple at the linebacker position. So we feel we have one of the best cores in the country uh with those three guys. And, you know, it's, it's exciting to have Matt back. Uh You know, two years ago we lost Frank Reno and it was kind of similar. One of our best players, he went down with an ACL and it affects your defense. So, being able to get him back right now has, has been a huge plus. And he's still got a couple years of eligibility, uh, one more after this year, just due to you know, the injury and uh, playing early in his career. He, he was able to maintain one of his eligibility
0: years. Yeah, you guys have a very deep team looking for, to build a very big squad, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, let's talk a little bit about your goals. Obviously, long term goals would be uh, picking things up from last year and pushing for playoffs. But do you have any uh, short term goals that you're looking to accomplish uh, in the near future?
1: Well, I think for us, obviously, uh, you know, one of the long-term goals, you know, like you mentioned, is just to get back to the playoffs. I think over the past two years, uh, this program, I think, is, you know, we're in that, you know, our third-year, fourth-year kids are now, you know, getting more mature and getting more experience. And it's time for us to kind of get back to where we were. Uh, building footballs kind of tends to be a bit of a cycle. You know, you go into those periods when we had the Kennedys and that. We had great, you know, four years with them. And then all of a sudden you get into a little bit of a lull with, a young squad and now we're back you know third fourth fifth year over the next three years but uh, no I feel you know we got to have a really good recruiting class next year I think if we do that uh, we continue to build what we have on you know our goal in over the next three years is to be able to compete for eight. that's I think what everyone's goal is and, and moving forward I think short term right now is just to you know win on Sunday you know we got a team like Waterloo coming in and you know they haven't won a game in, in I think almost three years now and You know, they're a kind of team that's really done a great job recruiting over the last two years. Coach Patoya has really built that program to kind of fit him. He's physical, loves to run the ball, you know, has that Western background and and stuff like that. And, you know, we have to just have some kind of urgency that, you know, we can't allow them to come in and win their first game in in three years here. You know what I mean? There's some people out there that obviously aren't giving us a lot of, you know, chances out there because of our last two years. And I guess with the information, uh, unfamiliarity with uh,
0: uh Sam Gerard
1: and not knowing who's going to be our quarterback and all that stuff but we we're real confident in what we're doing. I thought we played really well against Mac on Saturday and uh, you know, they're ranked 6th in the country and by no means did we look out of place. So, you know, we got to win, we got to play good football, we got to do things right, but you know, our goal is to come out the first two weeks against Waterloo and Toronto and get to 2 and 0 and then we had to Guelph, a team that, you know, we upset last year and Mm-hmm. If we can find a way to, to play another great football game like we did last year and, and find a win there, then you know, we'll look at ourselves being 3-0 and and putting ourselves in a great position to get back to the playoff. Mm,
0: those could be some very critical games and, better yet, uh, very critical wins, especially on the road. Uh, I was looking at your guys' ro- or, uh, record last year, and you had a pretty good record at home, I believe it's three 3-1, but uh, not so good on the road. So I'm figuring that those uh, road games are going to be very vital.
1: Yeah, the road, the road, I think that's something that we've really focused on the last little bit is, is trying to, you know, find a better way of playing on the road. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, a little bit of maturity with the young guys. Uh, we had a lot of long road trips last year that we had to stay overnight, which obviously now you're managing hotel rooms and, and managing kids, getting uh, the proper sleep and the proper nutrition, you know, the day before a game. So we've really been investing some time and energy into kind of looking at our road you know, a lot of our road games weren't even contested, you know, we got beat up at Queens and, you know, the Western game was a, you know, a bit of a mess and, you know, so those are kind of things that we've really focused on that. Yeah. Like, you know, you, if you can get out three and one out the gate, uh, you know, at home and, and maybe even split on the road, you know, now you're a five and three football team and you're looking at possibly hosting, you know, a a playoff game. So that's kind of how we look at it Uh, looking at our home schedule. uh, You know, we've got some tough games with Western and Queens and, you know York and Waterloo, so you know we got to try to find some wins there, and then obviously, uh, you know, on the road we got one long trip to Ottawa, which is always a challenge. Uh, we got to go to Mac, which isn't too bad in Guelph, and then uh, we finish up uh, on the road to uh, uh, where do we finish up there? They're on the road to Toronto on Monday night, which normally would be an overnight trip for us, but because it's the night game, uh, we uh, end up just traveling by day.
0: Yeah, it's going to be a big trans- transitional year uh, for sure. Last year when we uh, when we interviewed, like I said, I listened to it back, um, we talked about how the players were just kind of sick of losing and, and were ready to buy in and just listen to the to the coaching and to the staff. Uh, what ideas and strategies have management presented this year to the squad?
1: You're talking about management like uh, administrative?
0: Yeah, co- everybody, you know, coaches, uh, trainers, anyone that has an influence on the team. Um, well, I think, go ahead.
1: Yeah, I think at first and foremost, I think our administrator did a great job of just you know, realizing that it's very important for us, you know, to to get a second full time coach and and to start you know competing at a level that everyone else is right now. I think they realize that if we want to be a consistent playoff team, that we're going to have to invest money. It's just like anything; in order to get a return, you have to invest. and And I think they've realized that. They went out, got us a second full time position, has increased our recruiting budget for 2018, you know, drastically, and is really allowing us to kind of get out there. Our social media has kind of blown up. Uh, A couple of our young uh, coaches on staff have done an outstanding job. And I think just everyone, uh, you know, in the administrative and even in the athletic department, you know, from Eric to to, uh, Mike Havy and that have done a great job of just, you know, giving us as much support as they can, uh, realizing that, you know, football is, you know, though there's outstanding programs here, you know, football in, in, you know, youth sports, is is the premier sport and it's kind of just how it is and and things like that and if we want our football program to get to a level of like you say where our you know women's basketball and our men's basketball and our and our track and field team are are at their you know respected sports then you know we got to invest and i think they've done an outstanding job you know it's kind of all hands on deck around here as far as you know first game of the year uh we are having a you know, a brunch prior to the Waterloo game It's the first time we've done this kind of an alumni friends brunch. We got almost 100 uh, people coming to the brunch and and administrative upstairs has really kind of taken that off our plate and, and has helped us kind of plan that. So that's really good. And it's part of the whole process of engaging alumni, engaging the community and and getting people out to our game. So, you know, I think they've done a great job. I think they realize the importance of of doing that and the little things. And, uh, you know, hopefully it pays dividends.
0: Yeah, just to kind of attest to what you're saying, uh, you guys have really expanded the administrative and athletic uh, department for the team, uh, and it seems like everyone's on the same page and is looking towards the same goal, which is obviously winning. But uh, that's like the biggest part of a team is everyone being uh, driven towards the same goal, right?
1: Absolutely, I think you you can't be successful if not if if everyone's not on board. And and just like we talk about our staff and our players, like for us to move forward, we got 83 players on our roster. We got about 14 staff members. You know, coaches and everyone's got to be going in the right direction. You get yeah. one guy, you know, too far back or or going in the wrong direction or doing his own thing, it just jeopardizes everything. And uh, you know, I think administration has kind of realized that they're on board with us. And uh, right now, I, I I really like the direction we're going. Uh, the staff is you know getting along. We're all on the same page. Uh, the new guys have been outstanding, uh, Coach uh, Flamia and Coach Fraser, and uh, the players. Uh, we got a good culture right now. The the locker room is strong. Uh, guys have good relationship with each other, which is important. And uh, they're they're pushing each other every day. And I think that's going to bode well for us. Mm-hmm.
0: That's what I mean. On and off the field, everyone has to do their part. And um, everyone just has to work together, like you said. Uh, so we have our home opener this Saturday, 1 p.m., against the Waterloo Warriors here at Alumni Field. Sunday,
1: actually oh, on Sunday. Sunday?
0: My bad, Sunday. Yep. Um, so, yeah, obviously you guys have been training, and you had your um, training camp uh, recently. So, uh, yeah, we're just looking forward to the game, and we're gonna anticipate them coming out strong, like you said,
1: yeah, and it's uh, I think it's important for us to to put a good showing going uh first game of the year, you know the last couple of years we've we've opened with western and it's it's been a tough one, uh you know, kind of a young team going against you know one of the better teams in the the country and you know when they kind of put a beating on you it's uh it's tough you know as far as your uh you know mental aspect with young kids and trying to get them out of that rut you know last year we did a great job of of beating Guelph after losing a big game against Western. But I think it's important this year that we come out and, and kind of be the hammer and not the nail and, uh, you know, perform well in front of a home crowd and and have a team here that's really hungry, you know, in Waterloo coming here trying to trying to get their first win in a couple years. And, uh, you know, we just got to make sure that that just doesn't happen here. And if they want to get some wins this season, it's got to be somewhere else. So we're going to make sure that uh, we do our part and then we get out of here 1-0. And then we got, you know, two road trips uh, over the next couple weeks.
0: Very well said, Joe. Thank you again for uh, joining me on the show, and we're looking forward to the season.
1: All right, appreciate it.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, head coach of the Windsor Lancers football team, Joe DeMortis. So now we have a few minutes to uh, talk about some Windsor Spitfires and Windsor Express basketball team uh, recent signings. I'm going to kick things off with our Windsor Spitfires hockey team Our first new player to the Windsor Spitfires comes from the Hamilton Bulldogs, the centerman Luke Kutkvickius. The 6'1", 162 pound Toronto native was originally Mississauga's second round pick, 25th overall in 2014. He is set to be part of the Spitfires training camp which kicks off on Monday. The Spitfires have also acquired 2018 NHL draft prospect Matthew McDougall, who was originally acquired in a trade with Barry back on June 30th. McDougal arrived in Windsor earlier this week. Finally, the Spitfires have acquired uh, left defenseman Hunter Carrick, who is actually the younger brother of Toronto Maple Leafs defenseman Connor Carrick. To acquire Carrick, the Spitfires sent a conditional fourth-round pick in 2023 to the 67s, uh, the Ottawa 67s, sorry, and the two teams agreed to flip 14th-round picks in 2020. Uh, The conditional on the fourth round pick is that Carrick will play one game with the Spitfires. He is 17 years old and is excited to be part of the organization. The Spitfires have also announced their team awards on their website. See WindsorSpitfires.com for the full list of winners. And as mentioned before, the 2017 training camp kicks off this Monday at the WFCU Center. Be sure to also check out the Mopar Community Tour where they are taking the Memorial Cup around the city and around Ontario really uh, be sure to check out their social media they're still doing some signings and meet and greets with the cup now moving on to some Windsor Express basketball news we have three new signings to the team announced earlier this week first off the Express have signed Eric Durham for the upcoming 2017-18 season he is a six foot four guard and played for the Jacksonville State uh, D1 division team he also led the Jacksonville State to a third place in the Ohio Ohio Valley Conference and to the NCAA Tournament. Eric said it's a true blessing to start his pro career, something he's always dreamed of doing. The Express have also signed Devin White, who is a New Orleans native, but is coming to the Express after most recently playing in Mexico. He also played professionally in Germany, where he was named Defensive Player of the Year. He was ranked in the top five in both blocks and steals, and finished in the top five in scoring in 2013. He was selected as a first-team all-conference, Gulf Coast Athletic Conference, and Conference Tournament MVP. While playing in Germany, he met up with Logan Stutz, where they were teammates, who is also a member of the Windsor Express. So there should be some chemistry there between the two, and hopefully they gel well uh, with the Windsor Express organization and can recreate some magic that they had in the past. It is said that Express VP and head coach Bill Jones spotted White during the Las Vegas Basketball Summit in July earlier this year. And our final signing for the Windsor Express this week is the six foot nine power forward from Wichita, Taj Gray. He also came from recently playing in Mexico with Devin White, but he has also played professionally in France and Spain, and he said that he is really excited and really anxious to get started here in Windsor and wants to do his best to help the team win. He is a veteran on the court. And in 2006-2007, as well as 2008-2009, Gray played for the Sacramento Kings in the NBA Summer League, and later in 2009, signed a tryout contract with the Los Angeles Clippers. The Windsor Express training camp opens in November, and he said that he's been working out, running, putting up shots, everything to make sure his body is right. And I'm sure everyone else on the team is being physically and mentally prepared right now to start a training camp in November. But that's going to be all for Wind City Sports this week. We're here on CGM every Thursday with new episodes at 8 p.m., replays on Mondays at 12 noon p.m., and you can hear all of our old shows online at soundcloud.com slash windcitysports, or you can just search us on the SoundCloud app, uh, both there and on cgm.ca, where you can listen to our last five or six shows. You can download them and take them on the go. We also have a Facebook and Twitter account. You should be able to find us easily by searching Win City Sports on CBN. Our Twitter on, or sorry, our handle on Twitter is at W C S Or you can go to Facebook.com. Slash Until next week, smell your later.